sing with me, sing for the year, sing for the love and sing for the Gina. Sing with me, sing for the year, sing for the love and sing for the Gina. Sing with me, just go today, maybe tomorrow you go to take me away. Sing with me, sing for the year, sing for love, sing for the year. That's going to come in. That's going to be a topic later. You don't know when, but it will come in. I will be bringing it up. July 11th, 2023. Um, Let's go. What the fuck? Gunshots. What the heck? That was a cue. Bro, is your mic not working? How the fuck? How the seriously? Okay, that works. Where's the mic? Where's the speaker? Where's the voice? Bruh. Alright, this is where you just angrily do gunshots because your fucking dumb mic isn't working. <laughs> there it is. Alright, fix this shit. I'm gonna mess with my cat. Yeah, bitch, run away. And the bullets in the gun. And the bullets in the gun. And the bullets in the gun. <laughs> trying to think of the uh trying to think of the other good the good ones. I'll miss a one shot, one shot, one shot. One shot, one shot, one shot. Yeah, that one, that was pretty good. It did not sound like I remember it sounds. It's like one of those things you hear often, but when you just try to remember like one part of a song, it's, it's not. What was the Kendrick one? Wasn't there one from Mad City? Or did you delete that? Was it a gunshot sound? No, it was a... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there... <laughs> it's just one... Blah. <laughs> Man, this mic situation is not it's not not too hot right now. Not too hot. It's working in Windows, but not in Zoom. Okay, uh what does that mean? Is there a reload sound? We I feel like we've never had like one of those. You know what? I, I can I can think of one. I actually know a sound like that would be really good for a six shooter. Do, do you think like do you think our gunshot our gunshot is a six shooter, right? That's, I don't think we've ever talked about this. Is it a six? It is a six shooter revolver, right? But it's not. I mean, the gunshot could be anything. It could be a pistol. I mean, it. I mean, it really is a pistol. But it could be, you know, a standard twelve. I think they're twelve met like gun capacity. Probably hear him. Can you hear me now? Oh, but not- I can hear him. Oh, I can hear him. Can you hear the gunshot? I can't hear the gunshot. Yeah, here we go. Uh, let's see. Okay. Anything? N- no. Uh, no. Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. And now my voice is gone, but... No, your voice is there. I can hear you. Gunshot? No, I don't hear any gunshot. 
Oh, I can hear a gunshot. No, I can't hear you. Oh man, what the fuck? I remember. I remember one thing I wanted to talk about today. I have a, I have a, I want to talk about an animal, one specific animal. We might just have to do a, a no drop show uh, today because I do not know what the hell is happening. Um, but you can hear me right now, right? Ooh. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so uh, I have finally, finally figured out uh, how to get the home server working. So I, you know, I, I navigated through fucking, you know, hundreds of goddamn posts on different Linux forums and fucking Reddit and uh, figured out that the the main problem to why it was not working was because there's a very specific thing in the configuration file for Samba, which is the program that lets you like share files across like Linux and Windows and Android, yeah. whatever. Um, there was one very specific thing that fucking nobody else online had told me, hey, you have to look out for this one thing. And it's some, some dumb shit about how like by default, Windows does not recognize uh, the smb1 protocol because it's insecure or something like this but i'm fucking on my own home network like i'm not about to broadcast this shit to the internet so uh you have to like manually go in and check an option to let windows do that and that has stalled me for like more than a year at this point <laughs> that's how long it took to just find that one answer to this question of like why am i doing everything right but it's still not working and it's because all the answers i've been finding i guess have just been old enough that like Windows had not automatically disabled the SMB1 protocol or whatever by this point. So fuck. Um, but I got it working and I have been moving computer parts in all different places over the past week or two weeks because we we missed a week. And um, you know, yeah, uh it was it was fourth of July week and and that's that's all good. But uh, you know, for for the for the fans, hey, how you doing? We missed you. Um, we missed the fans. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been moving all this kind of different shit around, and I I figured that um, if I didn't change too much in like the configuration, because I even like moved my my like main workstation desktop from the living room into my bedroom now just to like have it in here. Um, but I still have like the server out in the living room, and I thought that if I didn't move too many things. Uh, then everything would be fine. But I guess now uh, I have the the USB that connects the mic and the headphones in a different port. And I don't know if that's making a fucking problem. But yeah, something something got changed up in the in the transition here. And I can't get the uh, I can't get things to like I can't get things in the in the soundboard to to play over Zoom, but I can hear them fine, like on my own machine. So I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. Well, that's uh that's yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I hope you can get it back together, but yeah, it was a good time to experiment and kind of mess with stuff around. At some point I'm going to be get I'm going to be uh asking a, a a friend for a uh, a discount. Uh, a friend from high school has a brother that works at Intel and uh, I'm going to be getting a I'm going to be asking at some point for a, that 50% off CPU discount because Man, my CPU is old as shit and not very good. 
like very very much what you running I, bro? what you running uh that's a good that's a good point i've got a intel so so they work at intel no i'm not downloading the specy fuck off tell me what my cpu is uh my CPU is an Intel i5-7500, and uh, I'm not going to say anything else because it probably is enough to, like, have some random-ass motherfucker on the internet download, like, nah, encrypt my hard drive. No, I don't care. But the Intel i5-7500 is... That's not bad. It's not that bad. It's a little but old, but it's not bad. I want to upgrade because... At some point, the the next upgrade has to be my whole motherboard because the CPU, the motherboard that I'm on, this is the this is like one of the newest or the newest like uh, whatever line of Intel CPUs that are compatible with it. And at some point, I just gotta bite the bullet. And there's like I want to add another little. Uh, I want to add probably two more drives to my computer because I only have man. Probably like, I don't even think I have two terabytes of hard of hard drive space on this computer. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh no, it's not good. I don't like it. So I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but it's it's it feels very low for for big programs. No, it's two two terabytes. That's I mean, if you're that that's like if you're a casual person doing like normal person things and not. I guess it's it's a little different for me since I have a lot of like movies and TV shows and all my music on my hard drive, so I kind of have to have. Um, right now, between all the different stuff I have, I have um, two different eight terabyte hard drives. Oh uh, man, one six terabyte, and then I have two different um, sort uh, like M two SSDs for like the boot drives on my two computers. And right. I have uh, one other internal, like um, I can't even see it right now because it's hooked up to the server and I'm, I'm on my workstation and the server's off because uh, it's fucking overheating like a bitch and I need to deal <laughs> with that. But um, it's, it's probably like one terabyte on that external hard drive. And, um, or I have an external hard drive with one terabyte and then another internal SSD with, I think another terabyte on there just for um for like I got a couple games on there if I'm playing, you know, just stuff to to load up quick. But um like Pokemon. two terabytes for like normal person <laughs> with no, no, that's <laughs> that's just on like my phone and a and a flash drive. <laughs> uh, but I guess if you have two terabytes for like not, you know, data hoarder, you know, media hoarder stuff, that's that's probably a good amount. Um did you build your rig though? I built it originally uh seven years ago. Wow, okay, seven okay. years ago, yeah. It was That's, a good time which, to do it. Oh my god, it was a great time to do it. The whole thing cost me like four hundred and fifty bucks. That was Woo! for a really cheap yeah, that with graphics card included. Yeah. I think yeah, I originally right. got a ten sixty uh mini and now I re- now I have a ten seventy TI. And that's fine. That's like fine. That's not any of the problem of my rig at all. And I just need a new motherboard and I'd like a new CPU. And this one as it is yeah. doesn't even let it's it's not even that hot. It's it's sitting at like 40C, but I, I want a new one just because I whenever I do whenever I'd like run any bigger ish big ish program or you know encode the, the zoom thing, it takes so long now. 
And I think that's either a factor of the CPU being bad or the storage being low on the drive that it's saving to, which, which yeah, um, I need to, I need to well, call it. So which you have one, uh, one that looks like a hard drive and one that's a, that's an SSD. Which one is the one that you're actually running these programs off of? You want to take a guess what the C drive is? Do you have your C drive on your on your HDD? Yeah. Please tell me you don't. You fuck! Oh my god! I am so fucking dumb. You have no idea. Oh, I am. I am. No, I am no, the no, dumbest no. motherfucker alive. I am one of the dumbest motherfuckers alive. You want to guess which the hard drive is? Wait, it says on here that the that the solid state is the one that's just over a hundred gigs. Yeah. I feel like I don't remember that being the case. Wait. Uh. Yeah, I don't fucking know, but that's I don't I think that's actually bullshit. I think the hard drive, yeah, the hard drive itself, the HDD is a hundred and ten. No, wait, no, it's not. I don't no, fucking know. The drive, C drive, your hard yeah. drive's a terabyte. Your your uh your SSD is like okay. one hundred twenty eight gigabytes. Yeah, no, the the C drive is the SSD, but okay, I don't know. Okay. It's 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 fucking stupid. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like my computer as it is right now. I. I like. I. I've been trying to use it less, but I have to upgrade. Nonetheless, I hope you can get a. Hope you can get some of that config stuff. I'm. I'm doing a lot of software downloading and manual making for stuff at work. And man, I. My eyes hurt at the end of the day. I. I have to like take walks out of frustration of software and i'm just I'm, I'm not a fan lately i know the pain i guess that's that's the one uh the one plus side to the struggles that i've had is that they haven't actually like it hasn't been a barrier for work it's just been stuff that i'm doing on my own free time so you know if i if i can't get something sorted out it's like fuck it then you know i'll, I'll get to it later like there's no rush mm-hmm. here um but that was actually kind of a proud moment for me where i i had like you know tried to to get samba set up again uh maybe a couple weeks ago and uh i i got like very adamant about it and i was determined i was like all right if i cannot get it this time right now i'm switching back to windows because fuck <laughs> this and i didn't get it that time um but right after i didn't get it i was like well ah, i'm not gonna give up i can't give up like i can't do that it's not it's not in me so um you know, a little bit of config later, and it worked out. And then I got the the uh, you have to edit the fstab file in your uh, in your uh, Linux operating system to make sure that your hard drives mount uh, automatically. So it's not something you have to do every time you turn the computer on and off. Uh, and yeah, I did that. That was like pretty seamless, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, got that out of the way. Got that other man. One. Why not just use Windows? Everything works on it. Yeah, you know what? That is the true thing. Is that you use Windows, everything just fucking works, and everything you don't have to works. deal with like messing around with all this kind of bullshit. But I didn't want the big kids bullying me for for being on <laughs> Babby tier Windows. So I was like, you know, and I actually, I actually, I actually use that in a in a, in an interview I had recently, and um, oh. don't know how. I think it went pretty well, but. Um, it's 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 a slow process it's been a slow process so far this was the i had the initial phone screen maybe uh three weeks ago a little over three weeks ago and this was after i'd submit the application like two weeks earlier and then uh did the like the boomer thing of like 
emailing the company directly and being <laughs> like, hey, uh, so, you know, I know you guys are busy. I know you got a lot of talented applicants, but I I, uh, I submitted an application a couple weeks ago and I haven't heard anything back yet. And please hire me, please hire me, please hire me. Um, if you can get back to me, that would be great. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, they eventually did. And I did like the phone screen and that went okay. I thought I kind of fucking bombed it actually. Um, but then I did the, the interview with who would be my boss and who would be my boss's boss uh, after that. And it was okay. supposed to only go for about 45 minutes, but it, it stretched out to the whole hour. So I'm, I'm taking that as a good sign. And, um, but <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that probably uh, helped. I'm hoping it went well. Um, I'm going to send up follow-up email on that. Um, tomorrow because they said it's going to be a slow process and it's going slower than they want it to and the the director of the of that department apparently recently left so they're trying to see if the new guy even wants to do a third interview and what's going to happen there um but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful with this one and if it gets me out of my job right now which is not bad but also not ideal uh i will take it i i have told them basically um here's what i'm making right now um not going to say I won't take anything less than that, but uh, it would be hard. For did you me. In, did you inflate the number when you told them? No, no, no. I was completely honest. What uh, the fuck? What are you doing? No, bro. <laughs> you could just get easy. You could just get more money with this one simple trick. That's that's. <laughs> this is where I would put a gunshot. Um, that's sort of where. That's actually, you know, it's something that happened when I got hired at my current job. Um, the number that I asked for eventually, you know, when, when I got offered initially, um, it came back with less than that. And I kind of like took a pause for like a day or so before I uh, before I responded to it. And then, um, you know, my my boss is the guy who who did the interview or whatever he got back to me the next day and was like oh actually wait uh i sent the wrong number uh all right here's here's the real number wow <laughs> i was like oh yeah fucking real convenient huh <laughs> jeez <laughs> but uh yeah no i i wanted to be really honest here because this is actually a job that i do really want and it would be a good step for my career so um that's good i'm trying to actually be honest with them and say like hey <laughs> you know i'll please don't give me less and i told him like you know here's what i'm making right now and anything you offer more than that like because i asked for more on the initial application but um in the interview i was like really you know anything you offer more than what i'm making right now i'll, I'll take it as a sign of good faith and mm -hmm. just kind of you know left it at that but they seemed like they liked me so that was cool yeah well that's great man i hope you get it that would be is it also Thank in you. birmingham it is a remote job oh okay so if i get it i will literally be moving out of birmingham next year <laughs> why wait till next year get a sublease the heck yeah, i don't i don't want to go through all that shit man i just, yeah, I just no, want to it's like, finish up my lease that. here yeah yeah um but anyway yeah, you want to get on some some actual cool. topics here no man that's that's like that's like awesome this that's those are good topics i was just gonna say how much moose are fucking cool and shit so that's like <laughs> what i was gonna talk about <laughs> i just saw a video of a of a guy like it's a it's a video of one year ago a guy getting attacked by a moose but with oh, no man. horns he has no antlers and uh, eventually the yeah the moose like rams like him moose? once is that shit i don't is fucking it, know if female mooses don't have antlers or not uh <laughs> i don't know they could have molted they could have I, I don't know but this so here's the thing moose are pretty big 
Moose are oh, some yeah, big ass huge. creatures. Yeah, these these things are crazy. Like you, a six foot six foot tall person is going to be kind of like at the center line of their of their body and stuff. Like, but they're still like taller overall. And then they got big ass antlers, which are weapons. Are they could take your head off? And so this guy warning shots a moose that's already rammed him, and then is going in for another ram even after a warning shot, and then eventually just shoots it to death. And it was in Alaska, like, whatever. Yeah, okay, moose are really cool creatures and shit, but, like, if one is attacking you and shit, yeah, whatever. It's time to just put that one down. But anyway, yeah. yeah I don't and know. I, I did look it up. Yeah, female moose do not have antlers. That's crazy that a female moose would just, like, attack. I feel like they would run. Well, if their kids are nearby, they would absolutely do it. Yeah, okay, that's true. There's also a video of a... In Utah... There was a, a very popular video of a guy that is being chased or is running away from like a mountain lion and the mountain lion has babies nearby and it's like a fire trail. So it's really wide and gravelly and shit. And he's like backing up and constantly like sounding like he is the biggest piss baby of all time. And he doesn't ever, 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 ever think to like throw gravel at this fucking mountain lion that's chasing him. And it gets probably within shit. Uh, I'd say like 10 feet. Like it gets within 10 feet at times of him. And he is just the biggest bitch baby of all time. He constantly backing up in like seeding territory. And the, the mountain lion just like follows him the whole time. And it like constantly does like the, the like fake, I'm going to pounce on you now thing. But like, it's just like making him back off even more. It, it, that was a funny video too but people out in the west like these animals are bigger out here and it seems like people don't know how to how to handle themselves and it's just very funny because there's a there's a very big trail around here that is like very 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 popular so much so that the parking lot for it at 8 a.m or even 7 30 or like seven sometimes on a weekend is is full like you you can't park there or else you'll get towed like the whatever state park people will tell you and shit because there's no parking anyway they have a whole bunch of moose there and these moose with the with the traffic will will typically like they'll fuck off they'll go somewhere else but they attacked someone recently here and it feels like no one really knows what to do except shoot shoot the animal to death like when they're getting chased by these moose, which are huge and will kill you. So my question to you is like, if a moose were attacking you and you didn't have a gun, what would you do? What, how would you, how would you get around that? <laughs> how would I get around it? Um, yeah, how I don't would know you, the strategy do? for, for avoiding a moose attack. I feel like they're pretty fast, right? They, they have to be like relatively fast at least. They they're are, they can be very fast. <laughs> they are very yeah. fast as well. Um, so if a moose is attacking me, I don't have any weapons. Um, what would I do? Uh, I find it's, it's well, okay. If it's a male, then it's got the antler, so I can't like hide between a behind a tree and like do some Scooby Doo shit. But okay, if it's a female, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll find a big tree with big trunk and I will, you know, just keep like hanging out around it. And whenever the moose starts like turning, I'll like turn you know, the, the, uh, the, the direction that keeps me at a right angle. Um, mm-hmm. but if it's a male, um, 
and it's trying to attack me, I would, damn, I'd, uh, I'd probably accept my death and try and do whatever will get it to kill me the fastest. Okay. That's a, that's a thought. I mean, yeah, I don't know that it would ever be a fast death. That's like kind of <laughs> problem is they're not like going to just shove their antler into your brain and like just hope that you lose your consciousness as fast as possible. Like they're they're going to probably get your heart and then you're going to bleed to death. That's that's the likely outcome here. And that is not painless, nor is well, it fun. Is it is it? Well, OK. First question, is it not painless if something like gets you like a, a big antler sticks you in the heart? Like that's not going to like immediately tell your brain like eh, we're done. Um, second question, <laughs> or not even a question, more of a comment. Uh, this is something that I actually saw in a YouTube video a little while ago where somebody had decided that he would rather get killed by, um, I think it was a lion than a bear. And or it might have been a tiger than a bear. And it was because whatever it was, lion or tiger, it'll like bite down on your neck. Um, to, to like you know cut off your circulation or like try and snap your neck and, and kill you pretty quick and then eat you whereas a bear will just kind of like <laughs> hurt you and then like start eating you alive uh so he was like yeah I'd, I'd rather i'd rather do the big cat on that one um but yeah i don't i've never thought about what to do if a if a moose tries to uh tries to end my life that's i, so... I hope i never think about it again after today actually <laughs> I'll uh, I'll agree with the second comment. I think tigers are smarter. I don't think bears are very smart. I think some very smart bears can be like uh, can surprise you, but I don't think in general that bears are very smart. Uh, tigers are hunters, and they will definitely try to kill you so that you just stop squirming, so that they mm -hmm. can just not bother with your dumb squirming body to them. Uh, as far as your question, um, what was your question again? Shit, I got caught will, up with Will tigers. a big moose antler through a, through a heart not just kill you? I doubt like, it. That, that really won't? I doubt it because your nerves don't work that way. Your nerves work with your spinal cord and your brain. And if your heart, I mean, you'll probably feel kind of funny. The nerves are on your chest getting impaled. But I don't think anything in your heart is uh, intrinsically, uh, you know, intrinsically connected with your brain just like shutting off like your brain shuts off even if you like when you die of old age your your heart shuts off but your brain takes like seven minutes and those are like the that's is that that's real I, that was a myth. I, th I don't know if it's real or, or if it's just a premise of really shitty movies but that's like <laughs> been, that's, been, that's been ingrained and i want to believe that it's real now because i don't want to look it up and then say like no that's false you just die when you die like no i don't believe that your brain probably does that thing at the very end of a dream where it like scrambles and you have some whack ass visions and then and then you die for real and like your brain's just gone uh, and then you get reincarnated as a fucking bush or something. But that's for a different time. Uh, it's it's OK. So normally there is no measurable, meaningful brain activity. Exactly. After the heart stops beating within two to 20 seconds. The brain flatlines. Man, I don't want to believe that. I want to fucking believe that you have seven minutes of like purgatory land where you can, I don't know, talk to, to Jesus or something or the pagan god. What's the pagan god? That one's probably cooler. 
Jesus just like died on the cross or something. Yeah, the, okay, the main Can you one. you imagine like, that? That's, that's your whole story as a god. That's your whole story is you're like, man, I got like fucking infinite power. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, the king of kings. Um, or in that case, maybe just the king of the Jews, but whatever. And uh, you're, you're the culmination of your life is like a, a like a crucifixion, bro. That's 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 some pussy <laughs> shit. Like, come on, being bitch made and then dying on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about it a while ago. I don't know if it's on a on a live episode or one of the hidden bonus episodes, or that there's some uh, at least ancient sects of Christianity. I don't even know if they're still active, but they don't believe that Jesus actually died on the cross. They think it was like a projection or an illusion of some kind. That is the dumbest shit possible. That sounds like a fucking. That sounds like someone asking, cope. "Well, what if he actually did? What if he? I mean, it's, the, a, it's the, a cope. There's so much like historic that Jesus Christ was real and that he. What everyone no, they're, had they're an illusion at once. Yeah, they're saying he used his god, his fucking infinite god powers to and be like, "All right, I'm not actually about to die on the cross. I'm just going to make them think I'm dying," uh, because he's God, so he can't actually die, right? Like that doesn't make sense. I'm gonna. I'm going to start a rumor like that, that Hulk Hogan never lost a WWE event because it's all an illusion that everyone had at once. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like equally fucking stupid. Um, yeah, this conversation is fucked. I think we need a segue um, into something else. So, you know, let's talk about let's talk about some mixology because I I've been dabbling. I worked a 10 hour okay. day today, so I okay. decided that. Uh, no, okay, I am ha- going to have a drink during the week because I don't fucking care. And I had something that I got as a gift for someone when I got something of bourbon a while ago. And I got, I saved it because I'm like, oh, why am I going to throw it away? It's probably good in something. I'll probably use it eventually. And today I used it for the very first time. It is a cocktail syrup of sort and i want you to guess what it is first so i'll give you the instructions and you have to guess what kind of syrup it is okay uh, fill the fill a rocks glass with ice add two ounces of elijah craig bourbon uh-huh. add add five ounces of this syrup stir in five ounces chilled. yeah shit point five out that sounded wrong too i was like what the fuck are you gonna just drink the syrup yeah. <laughs> uh and then uh, stir until chilled and garnished with an orange peel and cherry. I will give you one hint. It is not bitters of any sort. It's like simple syrup? Yeah, it's a syrup. Well, it's not simple syrup. It's a, it's a flavor of syrup. It's a flavor of cocktail syrup. Like an orange flavored syrup? No. <laughs> All right, I'll give you... you a, just got, so you just got you whiskey, one you got syrup, and you garnish with orange? Yeah. It sounds like you're you're, and it's not bitters. It sounds like you're like almost the way to an old fashioned. But uh, if it's not, is it cherry? Marshano cherry. The bottle that I am describing is a four ounce, four fluid ounce bottle of old fashioned cocktail syrup, and the flavor is black walnut. Oh, you got the black walnut old fashioned. Oh, fu- I fuck with it. This yeah, shit is yeah. awesome. This shit is awesome. It tastes yeah. really, really good. So I poured some with a bourbon and coke, and I'm enjoying this. This is fine. This is nice. I've tried this same drink 
with uh, certain types of fruit juices. Nope, doesn't work. Tastes like shit. Tastes like ass. And yeah, I'm digging this. This is kind of like a first little toe into the pool of mixology. And I've tried before with some fruity stuff. I got a whole bunch of stupid shit that I bought for no reason that I really should not have bought in uh, my fridge. I've got the stupid, I've got the, what is this? The grenadine syrup. I've got a cream of coconut, tart cherry, 100% juice, uh, a pineapple coconut. I love pineapple. So I got pineapple coconut juice and a pineapple juice. I think this is just normal pineapple juice. Uh, I got the orange bitters. I got like 100% real lime juice. And I got a, this is definitely the worst buy, a peach syrup, rose's peach syrup naturally flavored with other natural flavors cane sugar peach syrup yeah that's going to be really strong and i have no idea what i'm going to use it with all i've got right now is bourbon and uh, dark rum so i'm Mm. thinking i'm thinking i don't know i I really don't know on what i'm going to use that but i'm probably going to take a take a what do you call it an import export trip over to the to the great state of nevada and on their little border town where you can buy up to and transport back into utah up to nine liters of alcohol okay. which is all right which uniquely... more than you're gonna buy but yeah. at the same time what are they gonna fucking measure really they're gonna like go through your they trunk do. and be like how much really you've done it that's the law that's the law it's nine oh, that's you the can, law okay they do take... it. it's the law i'm sorry well they don't do it they, they probably care more about people taking edibles back because apparently they they, they the Utah government actually puts on their on their website like if you drive to Wendover and take edibles back there's a good chance that we will get you or some bullshit like oh cops have been known to sit on this one road that's the only road back in Utah because it's a desert in the wasteland of nowhere so there's really one road in one road out and i have no interest in getting edibles but man I'm... if i could get some good alcohol for cheap and not at the Mormon rates, you know, I would think about it. I'm stockpiling. I'm not drinking every night. So I am pressing X. I do doubt. Uh, you doubt what? But, I mean, I, I doubt they fucking really like get people. Maybe if they see you like drive in and, and drive <laughs> right back out within like the hour or something, they're like, okay, this person clearly just made a drug deal. But uh, I would, you know, obviously do it the one time and, and see what happens. But uh you know no i mean i don't have anything to worry about i'm gonna follow the law get somewhere some amount of liquor no i'm not gonna get edibles because i i can't do edibles i'm not gonna do edibles yeah this is the whole job thing you gotta you gotta cut that you gotta cut this part out you gotta cut that out but but yeah i don't i don't really want to do edibles i could if i wanted to but i don't uh as far as like if i if i would be worried about the cops like what man there are some dumb cops Gunshot. But I don't know. I don't fucking. It's 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 so he, neither here nor there. And at the end of the day, I just want to I just want to mix around with with some funny little mixology stuff. Uh, what would be some? What do you? What are some kind of? Oh, what's the word? Blank slate alcohols. Not. I'm not specifically talking like they have no taste, but like good to try and mixology stuff. Like clear rum, sure. A bunch of people do Malibu. Ah. I don't want to buy Malibu. But yeah, I would I'm not going to do gin because were... gin sucks. Vodka sucks well, too. Okay. There goes the one. Well, okay, vodka. This was my my. I had I had a conversation about Actually, uh, about, about this with a bartender. Uh, my opinion is that vodka is kind of cheating. 
in terms of cocktails because it doesn't really give any flavor. So it's like you're just adding some alcohol to something alcohol. and, yeah. and you know, that's, that's, that's not what I want. His opinion was that um, vodka is a cheat code in terms of cocktails because you can do whatever yeah, else you want and then just add vodka to it. And I'm like, well, that for me, that kind of takes away the point of like actually crafting a cocktail. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I get that some people don't want to actually taste the, you know, whatever's in their liquor. Um, you're, you're writing off gin when I think that's one of the Yeah, I take easiest... both of that back. Okay. But I think gin me is probably... <laughs> well, yeah, gin is probably the easiest liquor to, like, work with in terms of a cocktail because there's not... There's a very decided flavor in gin, um, especially depending on, like... I mean, there's different kinds of gin and stuff, but you don't really even have to get on that. If you're buying something that, like you're not really into gin is probably going to be very juniper heavy and you know how to deal with that. Like you know how to counteract that. You, it's very dependable in that sense. And it's very adaptable to different citrus flavors. Whereas um, a, a white rum, I actually don't think I really do too much with white rum. Like I think the, like you can do a daiquiri pretty easy and definitely like a daiquiri with fresh squeezed lime juice is going to be, fucking life-changing for at least for me it was the first time um but if you're really not going to do gin like white rum i i I actually don't think there's too much to do with that um i mean you like bourbon so i think go with go with bourbon and experiment with that a little bit and um like like what's your opinion on a whiskey sour what's your opinion on a um do do a bourbon manhattan see how that comes out um you know, do a bourbon old fashioned, which, you know, I think an old fashioned is supposed to be made with rye. I'm a traditionalist in that sense, but I get why someone would, uh, would definitely like bourbon more. Do a mint julep, dude. I don't, I don't even really like mint in my cocktails, but I think a, a mint julep's pretty good. Uh, that's a bourbon. Um, hmm. and yeah. you know, as a, well, I, I was I was going to transition here a little bit uh, because there is one cocktail that I made recently that is a very popular one, and I did it with rye, and this is one of the only times where I'm like, yeah, I should have done this with bourbon instead. It would have been a lot better if really? I did this with bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which one? This is this is something that's actually pretty new, and it's been uh, it's very trendy, like on on the cocktail subreddit and in a lot of different places because it it really just uh, became a thing in 2007. And this is a cocktail called a paper plane. If you've heard of that one, I have not. So the intended recipe is supposed to be equal parts uh, bourbon, lemon juice, apérol, which is uh, sort mm-hmm. of a, a sweeter Italian liqueur, uh, a sweet, a bittersweet Italian liqueur, I would say. And uh, you're supposed to make it with what's called Amaro Nonino, but that is fucking hard to find. Um, it's, I cannot find it in Birmingham, basically. So I did it with Amaro Montenegro instead, which is a little bit sweeter um, mm. and has less alcohol in it. But you know, all the kids say that, like, okay, if you can't find Nonino, you can replace it with Montenegro. So, like, fine. Um, and yeah, basically, my opinion of it was like, damn, I should have done this with bourbon, even though I 
will 95% of the time take rye instead. Uh, this is something that like that sweetness from the bourbon would have definitely been like a good call. And I felt like I kind of, I kind of um, did not get the full experience from it. Uh, it tasted good, but it was also kind of, it was kind of a vague taste. Like that's my least favorite thing when I try a new cocktail and it just kind of tastes like things, you know, I can't really mm -hmm. like completely figure out the taste of it or the, or the flavors don't seem to like meld in the specific way. It just kind of tastes like an alcoholic punch kind of thing. Um, so it was all right, but I, I wanted to do it again tonight. Cause I actually went and, and got some bourbon, like cheap bourbon. I got some Evan, Bro. but I, I don't have any lemon juice. I don't have any lemon juice. I don't have any lemons. I was going to like squeeze some fresh lemons, but I don't have any. So, it's um, a sad story. Sad story. Someone suggested uh, calling this a paper cut instead, and I think that's accurate. I think that's pretty <laughs> accurate. It's not. It's not the most pleasant thing in the world. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Or like, why do you prefer rye to bourbon? What's the? What are some Bourbon's of the core sweet. like? Bourbon's you just think sweet, it's man. too sweet? Yeah. I think it's too sweet. If I want sweet, I'm probably gonna go for it for a rum. Really. Okay, that's fair. So, what do you? What what are some of your favorite rye drinks then? If I were to get into rye, uh, I have not. You know, I'm I'm still a beginner here. Uh, but I do think an old fashioned is supposed to be made with rye. Uh, I think a Manhattan is supposed to be made with rye, and uh, I like a, a classic highball, which is just rye and ginger ale. Um, that's good. I don't have anything too obscure on that front. I guess. Um, I've been trying to like come up with some of my own recipes recently and i came up with one that i think is decent but i want to refine it a little bit more uh spoiler alert it's named after one of my favorite albums and that might have been the theme that i was trying to go on is to make drinks named after my favorite albums but it's harder <laughs> than i thought it would be um it's called the washing machine no it's it's called a daydream nation and it's got gin and cognac in it <laughs> that's pretty good i feel like that would be a champagne sort of it would have champagne in it somewhere Maybe that's a cognac. It's the effect, but yeah, the idea is that it's supposed to be something that's like very raw and very, uh, you know, uh, sort of aggressive, and that's what it gets from the gin, from a, a definitely a London dry gin on that on that mm -hmm. point. Um, but it's also supposed to be like kind of refined, and that's what I put the cognac in for uh, because that's what I think Daydream Nation is. It's a very like aggressive and raw. A noisy album but at the same time there's something you know you kind of have to have a little bit more of an artistic palette to get into that record and uh there's some there's some melon liqueur in there to get the green color and uh i think there were some bitters in there but i can't quite remember it's it's got to be workshopped a little bit but i think it's a, that's a good basis for it mm -hmm. yeah interesting well i'm gonna have to try one of your uh try one of your recipes when you're when you're satisfied with releasing it to the public for for yeah. general <laughs> for releasing it to the public for general tasting and rating because i mean i would love to try that i'd like to get a, a recipe together it'll definitely be bourbon and uh yeah i, I think i'm going to try and find a bourbon you know some make some sort of bourbon drink that you're going to like despite it being a little on the sweet side because i do agree i think that's probably why i like bourbon is that it's easier to handle and it's sweet but i i do want to make a you want to make this known that I am going to be taking a trip to uh, a store that is in 
northern Utah. And every single fucking time I try to search it, it takes me to some random ass place in Vancouver. And I don't care. I don't care about Vancouver. I'm not from Canada. So why the fuck would I care about Vancouver? Oh, Vancouver but is great. I love Vancouver. I I would like to visit there. I I, I truly do. But fucking it's a it's a basically what I'm getting at is that it's a Scotch import store. It is an import store that does a whole bunch of Scottish shit. They sell scarves and they sell shit, but I know that they sell alcohol too. Um, it's like Edinburgh Castle. That's what it's called. And uh, I, I want to see if they sell any. Uh, they might be able to sell uh, like the whiskey stuff because because it's like an import store. Whereas like if you were domestic, you can't like sell anything, any liquor at all. It has to go through the fucking government owned store. But yeah, that's one thing that I'm going to check out. I've always I wanted to check it out for a while now just to see what they stock at the at that store. And uh, they have some really weird hours. It's um, yeah, here it is. It opens at 11 a.m. and closes at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday and Saturday. It is closed okay, well, on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. At least you got your Saturday, though. I could probably squeeze a f- well. No, honestly, I don't want to drive down there on Friday because that'll be a bitch and a half as far as rush hour is concerned. Uh, yeah, probably Saturday. That'll be a Saturday excursion. So, yeah, we'll see if I can get anything there, and uh, I hope I can. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, doing a little bit of little bit of a uh, of pivoting. I uh. Wanted to ask you on why we are literally the Romans, but mm-hmm. are also worse. Okay, so um, I want to say uh, you you've you've probably heard about this by now because uh, this is something that this article that I'm about to send you is from June 30th, and it's it's been you know taking up the headlines, and I'm I'm sure there's tons of fucking shit posted about it and even you know the the website i'm sending this article from is bleacher report so i you gotta know about this Mm. um this is about the cage fight between elon musk and mark zuckerberg that they have been hinting at uh happening for a few weeks now and i don't know if this is actually going to be a thing that really happens i you know obvious skepticism uh, until there's there's a confirmation of the happening but this basically came out of uh, a, a quick occurrence of um i think elon musk tweeted something at mark zuckerberg saying that he would he said uh okay musk tweeted i'm up for a cage match if he is lol and uh Zuckerberg responded saying send me location so there's some speculation that they're they're serious um Dana White who's the whatever the president of the UFC he said apparently that both Musk and Zuckerberg are absolutely deadly serious about making the fight happen and uh he estimated that it would be the biggest fight of all time three times bigger than the boxing match between Mayweather and McGregor in 2017 and um there was a, a ufc legend uh george st pierre apparently he said uh, he's a big fan of elon musk and and would help train him for the fight and musk said okay let's do it 
but obviously we know Musk tweets a bunch of shit, and who knows what's what he actually means behind it. Um, and so the problem there with that fight is that uh, if they were fighting according to like you know United States rules or whatever, um, they're in different weight classes. Um, yeah, Musk is in a higher well, class than Zuckerberg. Yeah, because so he's fat would... as shit. Right, right. So it would go against the the established rules of any fight that was supposed to happen in this country, apparently. And so they decided, uh, what if we do it in the fucking Roman Colosseum? And this is like, you know, every <laughs> everybody's been, you know, not everybody, but like people have been saying for the past like fucking forty years, oh, the United States, we're the Romans. Um, there's there's a there's a great metalcore album by a band Botch called We Are the Romans, by the way. Uh, but like everyone's kind of like said it because oh we're like the this great empire with the most amazing military that anybody's ever seen and we've you know conquered all these different parts of the world or whatever and uh, our influence is felt everywhere and we're we're this extremely decadent society um, everybody's getting like you know fat and uh, you know there's there's a bunch of sexual deviancy and and all this kind of stuff that. It's supposed to mirror what the Roman Empire uh, was doing in its state of collapse. And everybody thinks, you know, everybody's been saying, sorry, I keep saying everybody, but, you know, people have been saying for the past like 40 or so years, 40, 50 years that we are at that point. Like we are right here on the on the precipice of our horrible decline because of our extreme excesses in America. And um, I think. You know, two of the most powerful, literally most powerful people uh, in the country, in the world, in Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, these people who have extreme control over the flow of information, which is one of the most important things anybody could ever control. uh, They are agreeing to fight in the literal Roman Colosseum. That really pushes it to me that like, you know what? I agree. I've I've disagreed up to this entire point, but this is where we were at in history. Even if they're saying this as a joke, if, even if it's just for spectacle, the fact that it could happen and has been proposed to happen means that I, I do think we're there. But we're worse than there. We are actually worse than there because just recently, just within the past week, within the past few days, uh, Elon Musk has proposed a literal dick measuring contest with Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not fucking with you if you haven't heard about this. He has quote unquote literal dick measuring contest. That's where we are at is that two of the most powerful people in the world who are currently competing for the attention of everybody who has said, well, okay, Musk's Twitter this is like not really what I want anymore. And Meta slash Facebook slash Instagram, whatever, has launched threads. And that's a big competitor. We are at the point where these two people are talking to the public about a literal dick measuring contest. We're fucked. We're absolutely fucked. This is it, man. This is the end. We're, we're at the beginning of the end. And I don't think I think everything before this was like the the leading up to the beginning of the end. But this is actually it, man. This is actually it. I don't I don't see how we can do better than uh, some extremely powerful billionaires proposing not just a fight, 
but an actual dick measuring contest. Yeah, I uh, I think that you have kind of outlaid that perfectly. This is uh, this is kind of the dancing on the corpse sort of thing from from Zuck and Elon from Zuck and Elon together. They're both into it. Uh, the whole like forced rivalry between the two is is pretty fucking sad. Um, I also think that Zuck would annihilate Elon, and it would not be particularly close, uh, even with the weight d- difference, because Elon to me is nowhere near uh i don't ha- i know that that zuck is like a, a not a black belt but maybe like a green belt of brazilian jiu-jitsu and i think the only thing that zuck or that elon would do in brazil would be probably a prostitute so i really don't think that elon has any chance to last even five minutes against zuck if if truly all bets were off and they could fight um yeah, I, I think that this is some some pretty bad symbolism, but uh, I also don't know that I believe the whole like all oh, people are so sexual now. I mean, it's just even it being like more accepted, people have always done like really nasty shit. Shit even goes back like forty years, and there are there's always like the the more pronounced stories of like man locks woman in the basement or. Woman locks man in the basement. That's happened too. Um, that doesn't get, I don't think, as much attention nowadays, like on the news. I mean, that shit's just always been happening. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's about that kind of thing so much as it is like public acceptance of, uh, of you know, various kinds of explicit sexuality. And yeah, I know, like you know, you can, you can, I, you can read, you know, shit that the Greeks and the Romans actually wrote and, you know, study their history and stuff. And the Greeks were very gay. They were gay <laughs> as hell. They were having all sorts that's of butt the sex. They were. Ha- well, that's, that's, <laughs> what well, that's, what that's actually the kind Greeks of a were very gay? point. Yeah, that's actually kind of a contentious point, though, because there's some stuff um, I, I recently I did some reading about, you know, wow, six months nerd. or so ago. Yeah, right. And um, I read uh, his work by Plato, and I'm trying to remember. It was the Symposium, and there's some stuff in there that's actually about like older men taking younger boys for sort of like loving companions of some kind or something. But we actually, uh, historically speaking, we don't know if they actually did like anal sex or anything or we we there was some sort of like strange relationship or from from our perspective at least strange relationship between older men and younger boys and it, it was definitely like kind of gay but like we don't know if they have butt sex so that's all i want to say there i mean you definitely can believe that they were i mean did they know what masturbation was back then I yeah mean, probably yeah. right <laughs> gotcha. i bet that they were jacking each other off there was some there was in those some, some in those saunas those showers those greek showers didn't they have like sauna greek saunas and shit or hot springs yeah, that was a thing bro there yeah. were all sorts of gay shit going on there you know it there's a gunshot yeah. i can hear it now <laughs> <laughs> i we we don't know uh there's, there's, I'm on. This is fucking getting me maybe on the watch list, but I'm on the wiki for pederasty in ancient Greece. Um, <laughs> the, the influence of pederasty on 
on Greek culture of these periods was so prevalent that it has been called, quote unquote, the principal cultural model for free relationships between citizens. Um, okay. Scholars have debated the role or extent of pederasty, which is likely to have varied according to local custom and individual inclination. In English, the word pederasty in present day usage might imply the abuse of minors in certain jurisdictions, but Athenian law, for instance, recognized both consent and age as factors in regulating sexual behavior. Um, I'm going to go down to the sexual practices section. Um, vase paintings and references to the Aromanus thighs and poetry indicate indicate that when the pederastic couple was engaged in sex acts, the preferred form was intercrural, which is thigh sex. So that's, they were not having butt sex, they were having thigh sex, okay? And I'm sorry for any listeners that had to go through that, but <laughs> we had to get this. I am, I am confused. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. That they're sounds like, really stupid. Like, can you, like, bend your knee? Um, and, and pull your lower leg up to your thigh. Imagine like someone sticking their dick in between that. That's what they were doing. Um, yeah. I, what the fuck? Why? That, sound, that seems like such a bad, <laughs> that seems like such a bad way to get off. That's the know, best I they could come up with. They were the fucking Greeks that invented all sorts of logic and reasoning and shit. And that's what they do. That's it. That's the best I got. The fucking Indians over here having 50 Kama Sutra ways that you can have <laughs> sex with someone. And the Greeks are like, yeah, if you take your knee and you bend it like just enough, you could get someone's dick a little harder. This. Um, yeah, I'm going to give the Greeks a D minus on this. At least they eventually like kept the human race alive and shit and gave us all sorts of other stuff. But they did not seem particularly good at this whole sex thing. Yeah, gunshots. Well, it's 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 different, I guess. I mean, there's layers to this kind of shit. There there are no known visual depictions of anal sex between pederastic couples. Um, as a cultural norm, considered apart from personal preference, anal penetration was most often seen as dishonorable to the one penetrated or shameful because of its potential appearance of being turned into a woman. And because it was feared that it may distract the Aromanos from playing the active penetrative role later in life. So they had their own like kind of customs about it that uh uh even they didn't they didn't give blowjobs apparently in in ancient Greece. Like that wasn't a thing they did either. It says anal and oral penetration seem to have been reserved for prostitutes or slaves. So that's that's i i feel i feel good calling that an end to the deep dive on um greek homosexual pederastic tendencies i might even edit this shit out because i don't know if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest this uh this is like not one of those holes that it gets more interesting as you dig into it uh if anything it's probably the opposite effect so yeah so yeah uh whatever the one thing I want to ask is big sip news. I've been talking about sips all week at work, actually. 
Um, there's one I want to try. Uh, actually, two I want to try that I have not tried ever before. And uh, I want to hear what your SIP news is. So this is also something that's um, been in the news recently, which is that Monster is buying Bang for $362 million. And that wow. might seem like a lot, but it's also right after Monster has sued Bang for $293 million in damages <laughs> because of... Uh, Bang's false advertising claims, including including um, their their uh, claim of containing super creatine, which is not a real thing, um, and they said it was uh, twenty times more effective at reaching the brain than other forms of creatine. But this is false, and they also claimed that Bang can reverse mental retardation. That is not true. That is absolutely not true. But they tra- they claimed know. it? <laughs> yes, their CEO. I've seen videos of Jack Owak saying that Bang will help you stop becoming retarded. <laughs> I cannot. Like the fact- <laughs> Why did no one ever recommend this to me? No one even thought to recommend it. <laughs> That's messed up, man. You thought you, it's like when you think your friends are real ones and they like don't recommend you like a hey, maybe take this and you might not be retarded anymore. Nope. Yeah, never well, got a single should, one, man. You should you should be glad your friends did not uh recommend you this this fake fix because then you might believe, hey, I'm not retarded anymore. And you actually still are. Uh <laughs> their CEO, he he's done so much crazy shit. We've we've probably talked about jack oak before um nobody i was watching some videos on him recently too and nobody actually knows his background to an early enough point um there's some people that i think said that he used to be a high school teacher that taught like six different classes um and there's some people that say he was a high school substitute teacher who didn't actually have a degree and I really hope that there's like a prestige HBO show made about this guy in like 10 or five, 10 years. Um, especially if monster decides to just like kind of, uh, you know, cut off the, 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 you know, bang brand after they buy it. Um, I hope that we get some sort of like interesting TV show about this guy's rise and fall because he's a fucking character, man. Uh, you gotta look up some YouTube videos on this guy and, how he he grew bang into what it is and all the you know different like deceptive marketing techniques or not not even necessarily deceptive but uh maybe uh risque marketing techniques the guy used and uh you know saying shit like bang can reverse mental retardation and help cure disorders like alzheimer's and parkinson's like these are he's fucking wild he's crazy man i would love to see a tv show about this guy um but i did want to ask like what do you think is going to happen to bang after monster buys them do you think um do you think the drinks are going to get worse do you think they're going to get better do you think they're going to shelf the bang line and sort of incorporate it into their rain line which was uh, designed to compete with Bang in the first place. Uh, how do you see it going? Um, I don't know that Bang has much of a of a long term future. I I in fact think that that they probably don't have any, and that this is more of a move to 
pull uh pull some of those people that were drinking bang into drinking rain and probably well, i mean hopefully i think this would be smart but kind of marketing rain as like a as like a budget monster maybe to try and like boost the brand of monster itself into like that category of red bull of of energy drinks that cost way too fucking much but at least for this point they know their market and they could probably get you know if they kind of eliminate the competition on some of the budget uh market of energy drinks which there is it's not a very big one I mean, it really is a small one there's there's all sorts of people that want to charge 250 a can but there really aren't a lot of people that want to charge two dollars a can um it really you know you can't buy you can't buy rockstar i was going to say i think rockstar is probably too big and too heralded of a brand to just buy and kill so they can definitely do that with bang uh, I don't think Bang is that heralded at all compared to the big players in the game. Uh, so if this is like just like a buy and kill sort of deal, I uh, I can see that being being a thing, especially if you have an active lawsuit against them. This is like this is like the pay me and I'll go away and we'll just kind of cease operations. And I just want to I I just hope that there's like strategy involved in buying them. Because I would like to see Rain made into like a, a cheaper version of, of Monster. And then Monster has, you know, starts making even more crazy flavors because they can, because their shit costs, you know, more on average. Where Rain is just like a, you know, you're going to buy like one of four or five flavors. But, or, or just, or just make that the bang. Make it cheap, make it have sugar and, uh, you know, have all Banks whatever have flavors sugar. they have now. Banks can Banks have, all sugar. Zero sugar. No, oh, all all zero zero have sugar. No, they're all zero sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 that's part of their marketing since they come up is that uh they're supposed to be more of a, a fitness drink kind of brand. And um, yeah. Rain actually has uh more caffeine than Monster does. Um, that's because you know Bang has the three hundred milligrams and and Rain was developed to also have three hundred milligrams as opposed to monster which usually has somewhere between uh 160 and 200 but yeah i mean i kind of i'm kind of on the same wavelength there where i hope they they you know just kind of use the bang acquisition to experiment a little bit more and mm -hmm. you know don't fuck with the actual monster line because i appreciate that one a lot yeah uh, but you know kind of develop outside of that yeah, I think they will. Um, speaking of the monster line, uh, this is the first uh, monster that I want to try. I, this is not a new one. This is not a. This is not one that's new by any means. It's been around, but it's just one of those that I haven't tried. So I have tried the. Uh, I've tried the monster juice of the Pipeline Punch and the Pacific Punch, and I said that both of those are really good. Put a gun to my head. I'm picking the Pacific Punch, but just very barely. Uh, best canned art that there is. It's not even close either. And I like the Mango Loco one too, but not as much as the other ones. I have not tried Monster Juiced Monarch flavor. Uh, I am not even particularly sure what the flavor is on the Monarch. Um, I just know that it is juice. Uh, it looks like it gets compared to Fiesta. Or it came out the same time as Fiesta, um, but yeah, I don't know what this flavor is. Do you have any insight? 
Yeah, that one is um, it's an old one, um, or it's at least related to another one. Um, I can't remember which one came first. If it was monarch or papillon, which is the the French word for butterfly. It is. Uh, Or oh, okay, cool. I don't think they're different at all. I don't think they are. I think it's just a rebranding. Yeah. Um, so if you've had one, you've had the other. But it's supposed to be sort of like a peach flavor. Okay. Well, I mean, hints of peach, peach and nectarine. nectarine yeah. yeah. I would absolutely try it. Um, it's good. I haven't had it, but I've heard it wrecked very positively by people that have uh, sugar energy drinks. So at some point, I will try it. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to say that I'm going to put out there. It's in the, uh, it's in one of the cafe locker or what do you call it? Um, like the fridge, like the fridge you can buy shit for really overpriced. Mm-hmm. It's like two fifty yeah. for a can or $3 for a can. Yeah, but it is, it's fucking stupid. Um, the, um, it is a rockstar recovery flavor. Do you know rockstar oh, recovery? I do. I fuck with some rockstar recovery. So then you probably will fuck with this. It is the pineapple oh, coconut. Pineapple coconut rockstar recovery. Very bright blue can. And I have heard from the same person that this is that it, this is total fire. This is like a 10 out of 10 drink and I I need to get it. So I'm probably going to buy it tomorrow or Thursday or something. Yeah, shit. No, I try this. I I haven't seen it at all. Um I've seen a lot of the other Rockstar recoveries, and especially their their uh, their orange like orange aid recovery has been the saving grace. And the fact that Monster does not produce their orange aid rehab anymore, from what I can tell, which I will always hold against them because back in college that was like my go-to, that was my thing, and they took it away from me, and I don't understand why, and I miss it every day, and uh, I've had to turn to Rockstar's orange aid recovery drink uh to get around that but oh it's pineapple coconut i'd try it if i saw it yeah all right well that's going to be one that i try pretty soon so look for the look for the sip review uh also note kind of related um i had a family member in the last week they got a 12 pack of the baja of the not the baja blast the hard mountain dew which i'd said is a is a scourge to humanity um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, they fi- it finally took them this long to start making Hard Mountain Dew. 2022, they started, uh, I think. And now there is a limited release this, I'm guessing, summer. I have not seen it in stores yet, but it's 5%, which means I can probably find it at almost any grocery store. Um, it's the Hard Mountain Dew, specifically a hard Baja Blast, uh, what do you call it? sampling pack yeah sampling pack uh they have baja blast pineapple baja blast punch which i think you fucking just do code red at that point uh and then baja blast mango and then normal hard baja blast which i have had i think in the in the pack the normal pack you have baja blast normal hard mountain dew uh black cherry that's red which is not code red which is stupid but okay and then a watermelon flavor uh, in that, I would say that Baja Blast is either second or third, depending on the day. But number one is just clearly 
I mean, basic Mountain Dew, hard Mountain Dew. That's that's a that's a very good flavor. Um, I will be looking for this. I will be looking for this. I will I will sample this. I will drink this responsibly. Uh, I'm already pre guessing that Baja Blast Pineapple will be number one and Baja Blast Punch will be number four. Um, but I do like punch in general. I just think I, I'm just kind of upset that this is like a flavor that they wanted to put in. Uh, but yeah, it, it fits into the summer vibe. So have you seen it? Have you even know this existed? Hard Baja Blast. I mean, that's I've, that on its own. I, I have not seen this, but I would drink this so irresponsibly. I would, I would have to. Responsibly. Uh, yeah. Um, I will. I will. Uh, if you do find it, bro, I, I want to see you shotgun one of these hard Mountain Dews. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. You shotgun a Sprite. Do you remember shotgunning a Sprite? Yeah, I could definitely shotgun this better than a Sprite. <laughs> I was like, why not shotgun it? Shotgun the Sprite. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. I'm shotgunning a Sprite. It's probably because I didn't like the cans or whatever. It was probably like, no, somebody. Not even, it it might have been me, but somebody told you like, "Hey, shotgun this sprite." You were just like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I I remember like being bad at it. I'm just, I've never been good at shotgun. No, it was pretty good. It was pretty good for a sprite. All things considered, it was pretty good. Okay, well, uh, this will be one that I shotgun. I will shotgun these hard mountain, the hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast at one point, just just for the just for the story, for the sake of it, because I got to at this point. talking about oh responding to dan i was just gonna say like yeah i'm gonna try it at some point like nothing of substance at all okay i I mean i'm fucking with you i don't i don't don't care (laughs) i'm just like whatever i I gotta think of something but um yeah i uh one thing that had come on my mind is like i have not watched a single movie this year as far as i know and i'm like what am i doing come on there's got to be at least like some shit that i can watch this year uh, I'm probably gonna like every now and then, probably once every two weeks, like watch an older movie, uh, just to just to kind of continue building the repertoire of uh, of background knowledge. But oh, I heard that. Oh shit! Okay, all right. No, barely. barely. Man, I don't know what's wrong. I, I, it's like the the distance is all messed up on this mic. Uh, I got a I got a zero caffeine Coca Cola, zero sugar. So uh, I'm close enough. I got a Miller Lite. Mine probably has more alcohol in it. <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, Miller Lights have got nothing. The casual, the casual light beer drinker. Uh, yeah. Miller Lights it's, probably it's, the best, better one of the American piss water. Yeah, it's my pick. Yeah, um, but I have some uh, some thoughts on some some movies that I have seen that I want to see and. That are coming out. Any of them that are I'm Oppenheimer, just... then just fuck off. Like you don't even need to do it because we're going to talk about it anyway. What are you talking about? In like two weeks? Yeah. Shit, that comes out in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bravo, Nolan. Uh, that's his new movie. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek, 
Rami Malik. How do you fucking say Rami Malik? Rami Malik? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard it said. I've only seen it. Mm-hmm. So that one that one is uh, coming out in two weeks. And I'm going to probably watch it on... Uh... Just skip it over Killian Murphy, by the way. Okay. All right. The star of the movie. Fine. Okay. Who? Who? Killian Murphy. I mean, I think it's Cillian, but... I swear, somebody. So okay, I always read it as Cillian, and then one person said Killian, and I just assumed they were right. So I've gone with it since then. Isn't he Irish or is he British? He's he's Irish. I don't think I don't think you pronounce the the C the K or the C as a K unless it's a K. I thought it was Cillian. All right, on the Wikipedia page. Right, here we go. Pronounced fucking with a K. Oh my god! I think it is Killian. It's just a different spelling of ki- of the Killian with the kid. This is so fucking stupid, dumbass English language. Holy shit! How do you feel? Get a gunshot in here right now. I need a gunshot for this. <laughs> I'm I'm bad, bad miss on that. So he's the he's the Peaky Blinders guy. That's what everyone knows him for. And uh, now he's now he's German, and. Uh, yeah, he's. I've just I've just been loving the memes like of him looking like deadpan at the like off into the distance and like I made a bomb that kills people. <laughs> those <laughs> memes. The one funny I've said the rice cooker one before, but those that's just been that's a fun lead up. I think the whole Oppenheimer versus Barbie shit is the most forced thing I've ever seen. Uh, I'm why the fuck am I gonna go see Barbie? I don't care. Like no, I don't care. Um, so that's one movie that I want to see. That's in two weeks. Uh, another movie that is far on the on the on the like more low key side is a movie called The Killer. Uh, the Killer is going to premiere on Netflix on November 10th, and the uh, it's a David Fincher directed film. That's uh, calling uh, the the synopsis is. Following up his Oscar-winning Mank on for Netflix or Monk, I don't know M A N K. I don't know how to say that shit. David Fincher turns into something a little darker. We don't know much about this film except it's a neo-noir thriller based on a French graphic novel series, and it will star Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton among others. Uh, no, no one that I recognize in the others. But the info is after a disastrous miss. A ruthless assassin battles his employees and himself on a global manhunt he insists is anything but personal. Two hours, 38 minutes. What are your thoughts on that? I like Fassbender. Um, What have I seen Tilda Swinton in? I, I know who that is, but I don't know what I've seen her in. You have seen Tilda Swinton in uh, the, what is it called? The 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 okay probably haven't seen her in what I'm in what I'm about to say but she was one of the she's a crazy ass monk in the in that uh uh Benedict Cumberbatch what's his face it's uh I I, I, I hate Strange. it if I have seen it Doctor yeah, Strange I'd there it is Marvel ah oh, Jesus Christ um no she's also name. yeah she's been in a lot of stuff. And I feel like I remember looking her up at one point too, because I'm like, oh, she's in this. And then she started being in a bunch of other stuff. 
uh, Isle of Dogs, Letters from Baghdad, um, Hail Caesar, which was a total mess. Grand oh, Budapest shit. Hotel. Oh, no. Okay, I got you. She's the she's the mom in uh, What to Do About. We need to talk about Kevin. Okay, no, I fuck with her. Yeah, yeah. So that's a she's gonna be in it, and uh, yeah, it's. I think this is gonna be an interesting one. So I'm looking forward to that. That's in uh, that's late November, uh, one week earlier, uh, which is why it's probably releasing on Netflix instead of the movies. Uh, Dune Part Two, the 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 number two of Doom with uh, with fucking uh, Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet, and uh, I don't think we're gonna have to talk about that. I don't know if it's a three part, a two part, whatever. Um, but this is uh, there's been a bunch of fucking trailers on it. And Zendaya is freaking out and all of it. And Timothy Chalamet is doing the typical uh, stuff that everyone knows him for, for being a stoic, like French guy. Uh, but I still love Villanaw and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thing I'm not looking forward to that I found out existed today is a, is a Willy Wonka movie with Timothy Chalamet what? as the, as Willy Wonka. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I already, I'm going to say this already. I don't like Timothy Chalamet. I want to punch him in the face. I think he just is a very punchable actor. And I'm not saying like if it came to it, like if I actually saw him in person, I probably would not punch him in the face. I'd probably be like, damn, I guess that's like some famous dude. But I just think he's he's not a good actor. I think uh, he has a very punchable face. Uh, I cannot imagine him being Willy Wonka. That that does not seem like it fits at all. I don't know who the fuck cast him for that. They were just like, oh, let's get a big name for it. Okay, sure. But no, that's that's not it. So the director is Paul King, the director who did the Paddington films. Uh, the the five stars are Timothy Chalamet, Olivia Coleman, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, and Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> this is gonna be like that's gonna be that's gonna be something that um you know the plebs can can get a laugh out of and like maybe watch with their kids. But anybody else is going to be like, "This is dog shit." This is this is, sounds like the one of the worst movies. It's a of solid all time. two out of five. It's a solid two out of five. I don't think it's even a two out of five. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds really dog shit. But this is one thing I saw, and I'm like, I saw the trailer for it probably two hours ago, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I this looks like a train wreck. This looks like an actual train wreck. I think it is nothing about this movie makes sense other than that it's a Wonka film. Everything else is completely just off the wall. Um, the last thing that I have on this list is a uh, is a movie that I saw just at first. I saw a poster for, and I thought that the poster looked really, really good. I thought at first that it was a Star Wars film, but I have since learned that it is not a Star Wars film. I'm trying to get the high res one before I send it. And now my CPU is slow. Love that. And this is the this is the poster. And I think that looks pretty good. I thought that it was a Star Wars movie at first because I'm like, okay, there's a droid in the foreground, and uh, you got some you got some flying ships and some shit that looks like it's in Malaysia or Thailand, a rice farm with the with some big ass civilization next to it. Um, that is not the case. This is not in the Star Wars universe at all. And this is apparently by a, uh, a director 
that used to be involved with Star Wars. Name is Gareth Edwards. And this is being billed as an epic sci-fi action thriller set amidst a future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence. Man, they could not have picked a better time to release a movie like this because this is going to this is going to be like a a a, sati- a sat- satiator for uh, for Dune Part Two because I think the effects for this are going to be outstanding or really really bad. And I have been told that this like budget for being a sci-fi movie is on the low side, and that's just because all the big movies are big studios, big mega budgets and shit, and. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this being hopefully kind of okay. Um, this is going to release in late September. Um, very bad, bad thing uh, is that this is rated PG-13. So I think that has a very big bad side going on it right now. Um, but this is the director that did Rogue One, which my dad will say that is probably one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Uh, as far as action goes, yeah, I, I actually kind of agree with him, man. That's like not a that that is not a movie that gets lost in uh, a lot of like plot and bullshit dialogue. Like, no, that that just kind of goes. Uh, and then he also directed the American like 2013 Godzilla, which um, did not have nearly enough action because it's like they didn't get the budget to show Godzilla for more than 45 minutes. Um, but then there was like the the second one that came out, which had a bunch of monsters in it that was like badass. And uh, yeah. This is going to be one that I'm hoping is kind of good because it's a fight against humans in, in AI. So I'm hoping that uh, there are some funny AI stories that come out of it. Um, probably going to be very surface level garbage. Um, 20th Century Studios. I don't know. What do you think? I I got pretty, pretty uh, as the kids say, mid expectations for this. Um, I think uh, the, the cast is not doing too much for me here. Um, John David Washington, I like him. Um, I actually did, you know, I, I liked Tenet the first time I saw it. I, I was like, okay, no, that this, this makes sense. I don't know why people are saying it's confusing, whatever. And, uh, but I was like, okay, I need to watch it again though. And I actually rewatched Tenet maybe a, a month or two ago. And I was like, actually, the shit makes no sense. This is like, <laughs> what, what the fuck even happened here? Did you watch um, it drunk the first time or something? No, I think the first time I just watched it very open-minded, like I didn't even know what it was about. Uh, so I was kind of just taking everything as it hit me. So when I was watching it the first time, I, and I also kind of had my like contrarian stance of like, okay, I've I've seen some people saying that it doesn't make sense. And this is like the, the like, you know, less good Nolan movie. So this is, this is going to be my favorite Nolan movie, you know? And um, no, it's, it's just, there's some shit that happens in there where I'm like, well, no, this, the, the logic of the movie, this does not work there. Uh, but he was good in it. He was really good in it. Um, he was also in Malcolm and Marie, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is, is terrible. Um, it's, it's another Sam Levinson, uh, Zendaya project. And, you know, everyone's saying about Sam Levinson, especially since, since the idol happened that, uh, he, uh, he kind of, he got lucky, you know, he's not like an extremely talented guy. He just, uh, you know, was in the right place at the right time, apparently, because he, he can't really get things right since then, since, uh, since the first season of euphoria. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
you know, that aside, I see Sturgill Simpsons in this, and um, I've never listened to the guy, but this is a country music artist that has uh, is apparently supposed to be pretty good. He's gotten some, well, I mean, he's gotten some Grammys, so who knows what that even means in, you know, 2023. But uh, I've heard people say good things about him in, like, the more critical music sphere, um, but I didn't know he was an actor. I don't know what he's really acted in outside of this so that's a little concerning um the director like i haven't even watched her one because i don't give a fuck about star wars bro i don't care i think star wars as a franchise is just not interesting and mm-hmm. um i think maybe if you were around when like the first trilogy came out like it's understandable it was it had some good effects for its time and um the idea of you know having a, a longer franchise that was not you know, that was trying to tell an overarching story. Maybe that was at least relatively new for the time in mainstream film. But uh, on the whole, I just I just don't give a fuck about Star Wars. And I didn't even see the Godzilla. And if you're saying they didn't even have Godzilla in it for any more than like two minutes, then uh, no hope, no hope. Uh, play the play the cloud. Nothing's no future, no past. It's <laughs> it's just it's just bad. So I am expecting something that has decent effects for the budget because even like you're saying this is like an 86 million dollar budget for a big sci-fi movie i don't know how to feel about that um i think it's it's definitely sounds lower uh lower tier but i mean i saw a nope a few months ago and that had a 68 million dollar budget and i think they did pretty well with that budget so it's not it's not a uh, it's not a death sentence but uh, you know binds america how much is 86 million you know like eh. i don't know it's it's going to be it's going to be probably like a 6 out of 10 i'm going to give this a preemptive 6 out of 10 where it's going to be like a, a decent watch it'll be worth it but is it something that i would you know maybe a year later recommend to anybody probably not probably yeah. not are there any movies that are on your 2023 watch list that you're interested in? I don't even know what's coming out anymore, man. Uh, I, I'm going to watch Oppenheimer, and that's that's all I have on my radar right now. I haven't been paying attention to movies for like the past three years. It's taken me this long to catch up to music. i got to take longer to catch up to movies. That's fair. I don't blame you at all. Um, well, speaking of music, do you want to get into it now? Uh, I think I think your uh, your reviews are going to be fairly short, or maybe if you want to squeak in one more topic before we do some short, uh, bite-sized music reviews this week. I think I'll 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 save some other topics uh, for next week because we're we're uh, getting we're we're running a little long the time, and like you're saying, I I don't have too much to say about the albums that I did listen to. Um, these are two things that I listened to last week. Uh, before I didn't know we were going to do a show, which was fine, again, you know. Uh, but after that, I didn't really. I guess I probably had time to listen to some new stuff, but between like setting up the server and, and listening to some old stuff again, I just didn't really, didn't really get into it. So the first thing I'm going to be talking about here is, and I'm just going to run through these two pretty fast. Uh, this is. Uh oh, what the fuck? Oh, this oh, there you go. Hello. What happened? 
Okay, I can hear you now. I I couldn't before. Okay. Um, I don't know where we cut off, but first album I'm going to be talking about is by an artist that goes by the name of Mentolt Psych. Um, they were born in 2004, so apparently, I mean, October 2004, so what, they're like 18, 19 right now? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm they're they're, they're nineteen, nineteen. Um, so they put out this album on January first of twenty twenty three, and we're looking at primaries of slowcore and ambient Americana, which I thought was an interesting thing to see, and uh, secondaries of drone metal, ambient post rock, noise, and drone. Um, this is one of those ones that's like mostly vibes. Uh, it's it's not there's not really any good songwriting here i i wouldn't say and uh you know it kind of hits that sort of ambient americana theme uh throughout you know the first few tracks of the runtime here and i'm not i'm not mad at it um but it's you know when you're talking about slow core and ambient whatever as your primary genres you kind of if it's going to be good there's there's got to be some some layers in the sound there's got to be some details there's got to be some themes running throughout it and um i i didn't pick up on any of that here and you know if if you're not getting that kind of stuff usually when you see stuff that's closer to ambient and drone and noise and whatnot it's and i'm i'm being i'm being honest but like in a in a uh respectful way um I'm not going to say those are kind of genres that attract people that don't have any talent, but those are genres that you can do without uh, showcasing a lot of talent. And that is what I got out of here is that, you know, there's, there's a couple of ideas, but if it's all atmosphere, then that atmosphere has to actually be interesting or engaging for, uh, for your album to be worth a listen. And, you know, there's there's one song on here, I think it's Love Breathes His Last, that uh, has some kind of like some some spoken word poetry stuff over it that kind of sounds like somebody who's like 17 or 18. And, and, you know, it's just it's just not, you know, you listen to it and you're like, this is very melodramatic. This is this is like not something that. I don't even think the creator would care about it, you know, four years from that point. Um, so when I got to track five out of here, um, track five out of six, I was ready to give it a, a 2.5 because I was like, well, it was here and it didn't really bother me. Um, but then the last song happened to favorite pain, which is just kind of like a 12 minute noise track. And it is like, it's one of those noise tracks, you know, there's good noise out there. I, I do I do believe in good noise and there's talented musicians that have made good noise. But this is one of those noise tracks where you're like, okay, this is somebody who is just kind of like experimenting and playing around and they don't really know what they're doing. And for for 12 minutes, for 12 and a half minutes, uh, there's just no reason for it. So uh, I'm giving this like a solid two out of five. I think it's, you know, generally unoffensive and i'm not horribly mad at it but uh once it gets to that last track it's like okay this this was not worth my time um so that's a two out of five mm -hmm. 
that's uh i i agree with what you say on like that sort of music is just i guess it's just more commonly made and it's also just the easier stuff to make so i i can kind of see that being the reason why uh it's just out there a lot it's because people are easier to make honestly i thought ambient americana uh, i'm clicking that one and it says ambient music made using traditional americana and country instrumentation um so fuck i mean i was gonna say i was thinking like field recordings of, of very very foresty areas uh i don't fucking know Supple- okay here we go instrumental featuring acoustic bass and steel guitars harmonica and sometimes supplemented by dobro mandolin drums and or electronics okay so fucking drums and or electronics yeah so everything there you go um i don't know steel guitar sure harmonica yeah acoustic guitar yeah it it seems like i think that's that's a fairly new um genre on rym because there's an album that immediately comes to mind that I actually talked about uh, either on the last episode or the one before that, which is Hex or Printing in the Infernal Method by Earth. Uh, I think that definitely deserves the ambient Americana uh, secondary tag that it has on there now, but that has not always been there. Uh, And... That's kind of like even even you know parts of the idea of that album are what I was expecting when I saw Ambient Americana as a primary on another album, but it's not even close. It's just it's just oh, you want to play some like slightly country chords and put a bunch of reverb on them and play really slow. Okay, it's Ambient Americana. Like fuck, <laughs> like. If I, a steel guitar even makes one five second appearance. <laughs> Bam, ambient Americana. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like that's a that yeah the 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 back the backfill of genres. Bleh. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it either. Um, yeah. So I'll get I'm to. Actually, uh, can I? What, can go I on? just do, do this one other one really quickly because it's also one mm-hmm. that I don't have much to say about. I'll just kind of <laughs> let you go for free reign after this. Okay. Uh, this is. Uh, Mutations and Transformations by Bloody Butterflies, and it came out July 1st, 2023. I don't remember how I came across this one exactly. Um, It's 27 minutes long. It's all instrumental. There's no vocals. Um, I think the people, when I look these people up, they're like kind of old people who made this, and I wasn't going to like knock anything for that. But um, this is just it's it's at points it's like if you had like a sort of post rock math rock stoner rock band that came up with like a good riff here and there and they were like okay let's let's do a song on that riff and then they couldn't actually do a song on that riff they just kind of like did that riff again and again (laughs) and maybe like did a breakdown or something here and there um it's just very uninteresting music it's 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 loud it's noisy it's it's not even very noisy but it's heavy i would say it's heavy uh and it hits certain genre tropes but i mean it's just it's in one ear out the other ear stuff so right now it's currently sitting at a 2.5 from one rating from one person um exactly a week ago i think they had it right i'm hitting them up with a with an echo on that it's a 2.5 uh just just don't bother with it like 
it's fine, but it's not it's not worth a listen. So that's it. That's all I had. That's all I had. Okay. So uh I've got two albums. Both of these albums have over fifteen hundred ratings. Um I'm gonna go with the, the, the small the less known band first. Um this band is called Taney, T-A-I-N-Y, and I don't know how to say that shit. Uh, but the genres we got, trying something different, saw it was on the front page, saw it had a pretty awful album cover. So I'm like, okay, I can at least rip on that. Um, this band was born in Puerto Rico and is currently in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, we got genres of reggaeton, uh, Latin pop, contemporary R&B and dance pop. Um, so first things first, uh, I have to I have to present this uh, this 2006 album cover. Uh, I don't think it's even an album. This looks like it's a uh, this looks like it's a collaboration of sorts. Uh, you could you could call it this a collaboration when you see uh, this bomb ass album cover that I just sent to you. Um, what do you what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? Oh, you're muted. What the hell? Shit. Sorry, I muted myself. Um, this looks like uh, a, a like a Latin hip hop album from 2002. You're four years off, but you are correct. <laughs> it was from 2006. Um, descriptors: party, nocturnal, boastful, sexual, rhythmic, hedonistic hedonistic ladies and gentlemen um i loved i i laughed at this shit because uh this same band put out an album they they put out that album in 2006 i think uh taney is is a guy and this is the album in current year it is anime weeb shit and it's got it's got chords coming out of the guy's ears i'm guessing that's a guy and i just saw this on the front page and i'm just like Okay. Yep. I'm ready to absolutely blast someone uh, for some for an awful album because uh, we got a Latin weeb album, and I'm just like, okay, well, let's uh, let's hear it. So, uh, so the album is called Data in all caps, and uh, this album is 59 minutes long. 59 minutes. Long. You already know I'm out. It is 19 songs long, too. So we're talking, you know, anywhere between two and a half to four-ish minutes. Probably three and a half, like for most of these songs. Anywhere two and a half to three and a half minutes. Um, so I'm going to list off. Uh, I'm going to list off some songs. Pasiempre. Mojabi Ghost. Eleven Eonce, Desta Last Ten. I don't know why they mix numbers and letters, but that's just what they do. And I, I think it's stupid, but anyway. Um Mayodi. Uh that's the next one. I'm Paranormal there's... and Sacrifice. There's some familiar names on here. Um Daddy Yankee is is like the like 
he he's been like the Puerto Rican guy for fucking who knows how long. Um, he's pretty popular. And then uh, Bad Bunny. Um, I didn't even know about him until somebody told me about him. But he's he's like a a, a trending topic these days. So it's got some some big names on it. Arkazon, Arkazon the track. Arkaza, yeah, Arka is a is a band that that kind of got pretty big. They've got a ton of reviews on uh, on their albums. Uh, they're they're doing kind of like they do a bunch of glitch, uh, glitch club stuff. Glitch I that was a like guy. That might be a guy. It's a Venezuelan guy. But yeah, yeah he's on. He's, he's worked with Twigs with FK Twigs. Uh, I mm-hmm. think. Um. So. I listed off some songs. Would you would you agree that that's like of the nineteen songs? That's probably like seven or eight. Yeah, it's it's a good 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 chunk. So uh, so that total runtime of of what I just listed off that is about roughly twenty to twenty five minutes of songs, uh, because just how the how the songs break down. Um, what I listed was. The list of songs on this album that do not have the 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 Mexican so all the other ones do have it. I'm just like mother of fuck. Um, so I took some notes. I, I wanted to start that off. I took some notes. First off, uh, is a uh, is uh, is the play on words on the on the front. Pasiempre means forever. Uh, siempre means always, but pasiempre means of uh, like forever and always. Uh, it's just emphasis. But posse, this is this is the posse track. Um, first off, I'm going to say this beat is this beat this beat's pretty hot. This beat's pretty hot, and uh, the delivery on this is pretty hot too. Um, Ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of this is in Spanish, so you know it's kind of just like all I'm getting out of this is the little bit I know in Spanish here and there which is just like two to three word, you know, I can make that out. I mean, like I know Todavia and Otra Vez and, you know, just like what those mean in English. But there are times that they like transition from Spanish and they have to say English words because there is no Spanish translation. So there is a time that the main MC is just going on and on. And then he spits out the word Bitcoin and then he starts laughing after it. I'm just like, what the fuck is this, man? I don't know what the hell you're saying. This isn't funny, dude. Yeah, he just says Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, all right, all right. So uh, there's that. There's a uh, the the one female vocalist on Posse Empire who I'm going to say sounds like a uh, a Miami female version of Lil Wayne. Um, yes, she sounds like a very big chain smoker, and she uh, she. It was very unnerving during this. That's all I got to say. Like the only female to sound very, uh, very at odds. And uh, I think the one thing that she said in English was like, fuck my pussy or something. And I'm just like, all hey. right, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here because I'm like, I don't want that. You sound horrendous. Bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Pasiempre overall, pretty good song. Uh, it does kind of drag on around the four and a half minute mark. And there's a there's a vocalist that sounds a little like whiny or a little like too melodic, um, which actually, you know, 
Mojabi Ghost was probably the one really good melodic track on here. Uh, Mojabi Ghost is a is a little bit of a play on some of. It's got a little bit of the weekend influence, which I'll 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 say the weekend is a is a small small guilty pleasure that I will listen to every now and then because as auto tuned as his voice is, yeah, it's I like I like listening to it. It's it's just good enough that I'm like I don't care if this is like mega popular. I mean his voice is just sounds really good. Um, so that was one Mojabi Ghost to some of the beats on there and and the vocals are pretty good. Um. Eleven Eonse sucks. Deste Last Ten, those two songs, well, that's more of an interlude, but those songs both suck. They're just, they're, they, they lack anything at all. Uh, Manana, that's one of the songs that does the, um, the singer sounds like a, like a, like a 12 year old girl. I don't like the whole like high pitched voice singing. Um, also whispering. And I just, I'm, I'm like, I don't get it. Is this supposed to sound like sexy or something? It sounds like, it just sounds really childish. It sounds like you can't like sing at your real voice because your real voice sounds bad. Um, I did take some uh, some notes on some of the songs that did the foreground. Bo, 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 bo. Uh, Phantasma is, I said that I put in my notes that at the, near the very end, it does a, it does a whole beat switch from, from the typical, you know, Mexican beat to... Um, one that's more of like a synthy plunderphonics, a uh, higher summer sort of vibe, like higher key. Um, a little bit, not slower necessarily, but more of like a more of like a chill beat that is that's got some of the summer plunderphonics that it, that I mean I swear to God I hear every single July in whatever song I'm listening to. Um, <laughs> so that's what happened here. Um, one of the other songs that had it that i actually liked in the mid and the opener with a little bit of an upbeat kind of uh like soft but upbeat kind of uh production that is leading up to something good was volver and i'm really upset because as soon as it as soon as like kind of a hit comes it turns into the slowest ass mexican beat of all time and I was just like, wow, this song really sucks now. But then they go back into it. They like actually throw in the good beats to come back in. And I'm just like, what is this freaking song supposed to be? Um, on C. Preguntas, I, I wrote on here that the middle production was really, really nice to listen to. Um, trying to get back to this album. But I freaking went to the to my second, uh, the second one that I'm listening to. Also, my Spotify on the web browser is broken. Um, but if, nice. If I was going to say uh, something about C. Preguntas, it would just be that the middle production is really, really nice. Um, another thing that I uh, talked about later on is sci-fi. Uh, this track is is in the top five worst songs I've heard all year. Um, Damn. If you want to listen to a bad one. song, yeah, sci-fi is a really bad one to listen to. Um, it seems like it's it's like trying to be a little softer but also try to keep a beat, but it does the Mexican beat and it just goes, it's, it's like a, it's a really bad take on the, on the, on the Mexican beat that they do a lot in this. Like they do some, some in a good way. I would say the two songs that incorporate it somewhat well were uh, the two that are near the beginning, Todavia and Phantasma. And that's just because Phantasma does a nice beat switch. Um, uh, I say in Corleone, 
what the fuck are these vocals? I feel like this is, I feel like I'm about to be sedated. Um, the male vocals on there sound, in my opinion, very rapey. Uh, was not a fan of them at all. <laughs> what does that it mean? Sounds like a, it sounds it sounds like a it sounds like a very skinny version of Gabriel Iglesias that has had too many drinks. That's the best <laughs> thing that I could equate this to. Um, I say also the one thing that made really no sense to me was that Sacrificio, um, the playout song, like the playout is this really is this like really rather beautiful sounding piano and string combo and i'm just like where where what the fuck is this why where is this of all places like stuffed at the very end um just a very nice light piano with a with a more deep violin um i like that it was a good outro uh, i'm giving this a two out of five uh this is a total mess hodgepodge um, why was this on the front page? This shit's. I, I honestly thought that this was going to be uh, something a little bit more artsy, and I would not call this that at all. This sounds like a. This sounds like a newer version of shit that I have heard before, but with less of the uh, the radio influence that Pitbull has had, and I don't, I don't, I don't get this album. I don't know why that this is. I don't know why this is real. I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, shit. I don't know either. So yeah, the 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 rating distribution for this is a uh, is actually fairly funny. I uh, I think that this hit, and a few people, including myself, had a pretty negative reaction to this. But if you can see, uh, there are more people that give it a point five than a. 1.5 which is kind of rare so you have a, a small group of people that are very disdained uh that have disdain with this album uh 37 ratings on the 0.5 26 on the uh on the 1.5 so I, I i chuckled at that this is kind of a a mess of an album but my second album an album that i've talked about uh before and uh, is has been to some people anticipated for the year, uh, not you, and honestly, not really me either. <laughs> um, so I listened to "The Beggar" by Swans, and uh, "The Beggar" by Swans is over two hours long. It is a two disc, two uh, two disc. His Swans keeps kind of Swans keeps on uh, with uh, with this stuff. Um, they decided that this is going to be a two disc track. The first disc goes from the first song to the ninth song. Uh, the last of that being why can't I have what I want anytime that I want. Um, and then disc two is just, I do agree with that. Like, what the fuck? why can't I just like just in general, always um, uh, the second, uh, second disc being two songs. One of which is the beggar lover parentheses three which is a 44-minute song, and then uh, the Memorious at the end. Um, so after listening to this, I listened to the uh, to this full epic album uh, one time, and I listened to certain songs that I wanted to listen to a second or a third time, um, but I did not listen to anything more than three times. And uh, I have to say, because I do listen to this stuff at work and I'm able to just kind of bang out stuff 
you know, long periods of time listening to one thing, that it wasn't as a laborious task that it is made out to be. But this was not short. This wasn't short. And I, I want to say I would compare the uh, amount of laboriousness to um, probably not to be kind, but the one that came after uh, the Great Annihilator, uh, which I really like. I liked Great Annihilator. Sorry, that's just in my actually. Sorry. No, I meant the Glowing Man. The Glowing Man was what I kind of compare this to even though I don't think that that was a super, super long album, if I remember right. Um, but I am going to say uh, for this album, sorry, The Glowing Man was just under two hours, but for this album, um, I know that we have listened to in the past some, some artists that have very, very, very long careers. And... Uh, Kind of, you see at the end of it, they, they they do an album where you can feel that the the themes, the emotion, is a look back and uh, a look forward, and usually that look forward is death. And uh, I want to say that this is one of those albums. I really do believe that this is him, like that this is the last Swans album that there is going to be. Um, because a lot of what's on here, specifically songs, Michael is done. If I, if I, if I could have said any <laughs> one explicit song, I would say it's probably Michael is done. Um, uh, I'm sorry, but that song was fucking hilarious to listen to. Michael is done is, um, is, uh, is a very, very soft song. A lot of this album is very soft, but Michael is done is a uh, is comboing like a sh- like the chandelier. I guess it's an organ, the higher highest pitch organ stuff, but the highest pitch stuff on an organ with a choir with like this jamming out foreground choir sort of uh, really light rock ensemble with like this overtoned I really want to believe in this album that that Michael Jira's voice is taking the form of God or some higher being uh, that is like some omniscient omnipresent uh, being that's looking at you know the past and, and forecasting at some point he will die and uh, you know it's, it's kind of like looking for an answer looking for a judgment um, I think you get some another theme uh, of of this probably being the last album by the song title "No More of This," where the lyrics of <laughs> "No More of This." Well, I know you done, and no more of this. <laughs> I don't know if you did the song song titles before, but I was just like when I first listened to this song. I'll tell you, I was I was already. I mean, 40 minutes in, and I have, at this point, I have I had listened to probably two songs that I liked that I thought were pretty good, pretty decent. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even say that they were pretty good, but they seem like they were in the style of how Swans writes their songs, and 
I thought that they were lighthearted and not super serious works. And once I heard no more of this, I was honestly so close to crying at my desk thinking, oh, my God, Michael, you could not have said this any better. I would love to have no more of this. <laughs> um, yeah, part of the uh, part of the biggest verses in this uh, in no more of this, it says now is the time to pay. There will be no sh- bright, shining new day. No tomorrow, no open way. Now is the time to finally walk away. Verse four says, goodbye, lovers, goodbye, friends, goodbye, daughters, goodbye, sons. I pray to heaven that you exist within a cloud of healing mist. Um, Yeah, and it goes on. But man, this is this album is. If I'm going to compare this to other albums, this is. This is Kendrick Lamar's most recent album where he's like kind of looking from the top of the clouds and he's like, shit, what the fuck do I do now? Um, This is like the cloud nothings album from the, I want to say late 2010s or early 2020s where they're just like, oh shit, what now? Uh, This is, this is black star from David Bowie. I am going to die someday. I can't believe it. No. Um, this is Pink Floyd's final album, the final cut. Uh, we're done making music. It was a great ride. Um, I feel in a way that I have been led astray. I know that I didn't mean for that to rhyme. That sounded like a Swans-esque rhyme. I feel I'm sorry. I apologize for this and for that. Um, I know that Chris Ott, the famous Chris Ott, the famous downtrodden friend of the show, living, friend of the show uh, probably living in a shack somewhere. Um, probably still, probably still upset that, uh, that Ted Kaczynski is dead because that's kind of who he (laughs) reminds me the most about and that he looks like him. Uh, I believe that Chris Ott once said in his semi-famous Reddit AMA from the Indie Heads subreddit that Michael Jira is a total fucking hack that has no talent. Or something like if he if he even used any of his talent, he could be a good musician. Or like he just completely fucking threw everything at the wall at uh, at Michael Jira and Swans and said that they're a total fucking loser band and that they have never done anything great. Um, I I I think that is a very strong opinion. Uh, I don't agree with it. I like I like a few of Swans' albums. You could say. Uh, I even like the glowing man a fair amount. I think uh, I think they're new. They're they're kind of come back from the no wave. I will say that their no wave stuff I have been very very fifty uh, fifty on. I think that uh, I think that filth, children of God, and cop and greed are all fucking ass. But I think public castration is a good idea. Is a great album that hits incredibly hard. Maybe it's just that it, that this stuff had to be live for me to like actually care about. Um, but I will also say like even some of their newer post-rock stuff from from 1991, White Light from the Mouth of Infinity. Man, I thought that was a pretty average album. I did not really get much about that. Um, I also thought In My Garden on it though, right? Yeah, it has. Uh, I think it has In My Garden on it. That's no, it doesn't song. have In My Garden on it. That might be no, the one no. after. Uh, Love you're right. Life. You're right. That's Children of God. Yeah. Or Children of God. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I uh, I did not really give a shit about my father will guide me up a rope to the sky. Um, notably, a lot of other people don't because it's soft as hell. Um, this album, this album is soft as hell. This oh, is no! this album is a fucking miss. This is a dud. This is a laborious task, and this is something that I think is probably this is my lowest rated swans album of anything that is not the very initial um no wave stuff uh, the the good songs on here are uh, the parasite the opening track that song is a solid eight and a half minute slow build up slow michael jira voiceover um kind of leads into some s- softer stuff afterwards but um I thought that that was a decent track for being one of the more ballad stuff. Uh, Paradise is Mine, that is a really fucking... I am trying to 50-50 this. They cannot... This is them trying to do both the soft ballad with a little bit of the heavier rock stuff. They just do not deliver on uh, on a lot of these songs that you know a lot of people say they deliver on, but uh, the comment box is going crazy for this, by the way. This is a total dogfight in the comment box. Um, Los Angeles City of Death has to be one of the weirdest swan songs I have ever heard. Um, That's this is something. this is a this is like a like the opening. If you listen to the opening five to ten seconds of this of this song, you are going to think that it is a song for like like a fucking soccer mommy song. Like it has the structure of like a soccer or no a hop along song. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I might like it then. No, you're not gonna like it because it's Swans doing it, not like a female uh, voice yeah. doing it. It's not good. Um, so after this song, uh, which really devolves into three and a half minutes of total masturbatory nothingness, uh, we get Michael's done. Michael's done was a great moment. I'm just like, man, you could just stop the album right here. I would, I'd be fine with it. This Michael is done is, is probably a good point to stop. Um, but this is like a fucking. This feels like an ascent to heaven song. When uh, this motherfucker really should not be going to heaven because he made me listen to this garbage. Um, uh, unforming. This is one of the songs that. Uh, was getting a fair amount of like acclaim. Uh, this is a little bit of this is really close to the parasite, and that it's more of a ballad. Um, but this is not a good ballad. You know, this is this is like a little bit of string stuff in the background. This is mostly Michael just jacking off again, and uh, with some kind of distorted, chaotic bells in the middle. Uh, this is like maybe a you're not going to heaven song fucking Michael you can be done all you want but maybe you didn't do enough um, yeah no this was dog shit um, <laughs> the beggar is another one that has a little bit of the 50-50 going on but it never fully goes into the rock until like 8 minutes in and after 8 minutes I'm just like this isn't interesting enough to have waited eight minutes for this shit. It's it's just like a it's a little bit of crescendo core. It's a little bit of uh you know a little bit of like that the stuff that was on the seer or the great annihilator that felt really visceral and really physical. But that's like okay if that stuff was cranked up to ten, 
then this is cranked to like, I mean, this is like loosely dialed to three, not cranked to three. This is like, oh, I give like less of a fuck. Um, so then after the beggar, we get no more of this. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, no more of this. No more of this. Um, this was actually, I, I actually rather like this song because I felt like, I felt like I connected with Michael the most on this song because he was just like, ah, oh, no more of this. My life is going the way of, uh, my life is ending. I'm, I'm ready to be done. And I'm just like, you know, Michael, I'm ready for you to be done too. I would like to have no more of this. Um, no more of this come. Um, but yeah, this takes like five and a half minutes to really build up. And the payoff is nothing. The payoff is the payoff is like a happy 45 to 35 second long, like happy play out of a rock end. Um, Ebbing was actually one of the songs that hit a little bit harder. Um, this was a longer song, but the payoff was a little bit better in 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 uh, in the rock. Like I felt that the drums did a lot of the carrying on this. Um, but this was a little bit more, you know, a nicer kind of hopefully, uh, you know, hopeful song, but this is more kind of engaging with death. Um, really choir have or melody heavy, not choir heavy, but, uh, you kind of have with, with Michael and the choir, like kind of melodicizing a lot on this, but I feel like the, the payoff for it and being repeated was, a little bit of a positive effect um more so than previous songs uh why can't i have what i want any time that i want um this one actually perked my ears because he uses a he uses one of those guitar effects i want to say it's a guitar it might be a i think it's a string it might just be some electrical production but it's the exact same one that i think that was on children of god and I was like, oh, what the fuck? This, we're going to listen to good music now? What? We're doing a beat switch? <laughs> um, no, it was like a teaser. It was like the most fish, like bait on a hook thing that I could have listened to. And I'm just like, God damn it. After like 30 seconds, I realized it was fading into a choir that was going to, that was then like, you know, Michael, Michael was on the forefront of him doing the singing again. Um, but it's just that one little, uh, Actually, this is the soundtrack to the blind stuff. Uh, my bad, but it's that like, it's like a fade. It's like a it's like a long fade at a high pitch, where it's like ringing in some ominous, um, ominous like foreshadowing. Uh, it's really good at it, but I think that this is probably like the the second song that is probably pretty good. I think the parasite was the half. Uh, I think uh, ebbing was probably one and I maybe like maybe like three quarters but why can't I have what I want blah 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 is another one that I think was really good for being repeated and has a really really twangy front end whammy guitar that I ended up really liking a lot Um, the beggar lover this is just I mean this is chaos it's not chaos in any great way um this feels like it's a complete story on its own but this and that should be reviewed on its own but there's like i'd say that there's four or five main parts in this uh 
I don't know that this really goes anywhere. I don't feel that this is like, I feel like maybe that this is the action of him dying in, in like a super long drawn out way. Like what we talked about earlier, your nerves shut down, your brain shuts down. I feel like that's really what's being relayed here. But then after like 35 minutes, it breaks into this like Latin tier bells, uh, like with maracas and stuff. And then Michael singing over, and I'm just like, what the f- what the fuck is this? I don't. It's like smooth jazz playing with like these small little bells, but it's like lacking any saxophone. And I'm just like, Michael, what the fuck are you doing here? This is like you and your ego again, right? Um, but yeah, I think that probably your favorite part in this would be about 24 ish minutes in, which got some really really glitchy ass uh, spirit they've gone sort of stuff for like very short amount of time but it was enough to make me very upset where i was like man marcus probably liked this music this shit's ass oh. um and the memorius as a as a playout song is like just general mid-grade rock stuff with arrangements that i think that i know are not from soundtracks of the blind but they're probably from i think the glowing man um longer drawn out more rhythmic uh, guitars with some with some light percussion um but i i wish that this was like the main part for this to be a play out song with with jira's voice finally like kind of being tucked away uh was at the very end feels like a giant middle finger um i don't know what the memorius is supposed to symbolize but i'm really upset with it because i feel like they could have done a lot better with this song if it was developed and made into a more centerpiece um yeah, I'm dropping a hot 1.5 on this album because I did not Woo! like it. And Woo! I did not... It was a lab, laborious task to listen to it. And I think my biggest thing now that I have... Uh, now that I've gone uh, this far is I found out that they... that the, the album covers are different based on the release, like we've talked about with a lot of other albums. And they picked the worst fucking one to be the main center one that's on all the streaming sites and all the one that's distributed man they could have gone with that shade of like yellow beige whatever you call that stuff that they did with the glowing man children of god uh um soundtracks and i uh, to be kind like they've done and swans are dead and and kind of public castration they chose not to do that color and they chose it to be white because it's pure and uh they chose for the for the digipack and the digital downloads um, for them to be you know to to minimize the heart a little bit and emphasize that background color that they're known for and uh, I I'm disappointed with that decision so I'm I'm upset with a lot of this and uh, I'm actually going to be deleting this off my phone right now so fuck this out I'm ready for this shit to <laughs> that be done. bad I was not happy with it so. Uh, so yeah, that is that is Swans in this year, and if they don't put out another album, uh, I'll be fine with that because I'm probably not going to listen to it anyway after this. I was half considering listening to it after Leaving Meaning was like kind of a dud. I mean, I, Leaving Meaning was the one I was remembering that was not super long, and and by that for a Swans album, I mean it's 90 minutes. So yeah, I didn't need to listen to this, and I wish that I like some of the post rock parts. But it's not enough for it to be a two-hour album where I hear the other 90 minutes of Michael Jira speaking to himself. And I feel kind of that this album, 
uh, nailed home what Chris Ott said about him. I'll be honest. I think after I like I didn't agree with a lot of it before. I thought that maybe around the time of the seer, because I want to say he did it in 2014 or 2015, but I think it was just after either the seer or to be kind. And I'm like, you know, I could kind of agree with that. I could see where he's coming from a little bit, but I didn't really agree with it. But honestly, after leaving meaning and the beggar, I completely agree with that, man. This guy is making music to make music. And none of this, this is the opposite of packing stuff into tightly confined listening times to make it good. This is Michael Jira stretching shit because that's his fucking game. And, uh, uh, you know, in this age, I'm, I'm kind of over it, kind of over it. So, yeah, this is this is Swans, the beggar. I am I am I'm begging them to stop. I am begging them to fucking stop. <laughs> I'll and that's title. And that's it. I am begging Michael Jira to stop. That is the that is the title for today. Um, yeah, that is my thoughts. Do you have any questions on this show? I I don't, man. I've I've been I've been saying, man. Jira's putting out these fucking one and a half to two hour long albums, and it's like, bro, you really need the money that bad? Like, he doesn't though. That's he, the thing. Like, his family's I mean, I don't pretty know, well dude. off. How much? How much do you think Swan's records sell? I I, I don't imagine fucking they sell selling people. music, implying selling music, buying music. Yeah, but even like their tours, like how much, how well do Swan's tours do? Like, are you gonna you gonna invite your like next hot date to go see Swan's with you? Like, no, you're not gonna do that. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, I think the the dude just like kind of he wants some money every now and again, and uh. He has some music to make, so he's like, sure, I'll I'll put out two hours of some bullshit. Like these fucking internet nerds will eat it up, and most of them do. So he keeps doing it. But uh, I don't think I could. I mean, I'm not gonna say I couldn't sit through two hours of Swans in the year 2023. But is it my ideal use of two hours of my time? No. Even if I'm at work doing other things, like I'm. I probably don't want to do that. So yeah. uh, I'm good if Michael's done here. I'm I'm good with that too. Yeah, I'm I'm just uh, yeah. This was a, uh, I mean, Michael is done. No more of this. Why can't I have what I want anytime that I want? If all this is, if all three of these could be true, I would wish that Michael Jira stops and that Michael would be done and that we get no more of this. I don't know. I'm repeating myself. Um, we're at that mark. There's going to be better music next week. Heat check coming up on the, on the playlist. I will, I forgot to say, uh, shit. What the fuck did I put on the playlist for this one? Uh, I, I put, put on, uh, on I yet. put on the, I put on the posse track from the, from the, from the Mexican beat album. Oh, I put Michael's done. Of course I had to put Michael's <laughs> done. Um, so yeah, that's a funny, that'll be a funny one to listen to. Um, but next week that is going to be the, uh, that's gonna be the heat check. I'm up. I might bring an album too, but pri- priority is heat check. So that'll be fun. We've got a okay. We've got 81 songs on there right now. Oh, there is about five and a half hours of music to listen to. So I could do that by next week. Uh, heat check. <laughs> I, I'll have I'll have notes. I'll have notes because uh, probably like 60 percent of this is mine. I'll do notes on like songs that stick out. Um, 
because but like 40 percent of it i haven't listened to so that's new shit from my end and you know what? fuck it yeah it. i'll 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 go up and listen to it by next week too all right we'll we'll come back with that next week all right cool well then uh if nothing else this has been Michael, you're fat. You go to lift weights instead of lifting my expectations for shit. That's the I don't know. I got shit in the blah blah.